everybody to another edition of the Nerdwatch Podcast. I, of course, am G Money. It is uh, take two or round two of the Nerdwatch Podcast. We're doing, we're doing two tonight. And there's no, this no, is, this not, is not the Magnum. This is Do not, not Magnum time. You better watch your mouth. Yeah, this is a watch your mouth. Yeah, you stupid man. Yeah, this uh, is a, this is Nerdwatch Prime, baby. Nerdwatch Prime. Hulk's gotta Prime. have a massive DIC. Stop day. it. Anyway, uh, joining us tonight is, uh, of course, uh, our regulars, uh, Gannon, the uh, punk rock superstar, and the one and only horror aficionado. Uh, we are also joined by uh, the man himself, Todd Bernardi, who can't seem to be appropriate at the correct time. Uh, Todd Bernardi uh, is here When as you well. say appropriate, my nipples get hard. Stop it. All right. Also when his nipples us- get hard, my nipples get hard. Well, <laughs> all right, good God! To, all right, sorry, if you're binge watching all these shows, it's the same cast you just watched. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> if you're, you're binge watching, this episode is not canon. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Also joining us tonight is the gaming guru himself. The man uh, is a smite legend already. It is format is in the house as well. <laughs> no, I'm not. And uh, <laughs> you might want to explain what smite is. Smite is a uh, is a MOBA game that uh, has a different viewpoint than League of Losers. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway, I meant League of Legends. That's what I really Way meant. Way to sell it. Anyway, format. Anyway, so anyway, it's a mobile <laughs> game. Uh, format's in the house. And then finally, the comic book chairman, the man who owns the comic book shop and all the comics that are behind us here at 333 Dairy Road in Kahului. It is Maui Comics and Collectibles, and it is Halika. Whoa. <laughs> that's not how you pronounce it. Are you sure? I could have swore it's Halika. There's no H in oh, okay. the beginning. Oh, no, that's that's the the this. little John. The, <laughs> what? Oh, oh, all, everything he says starts with a name. Holy go! Holy go! Okay, okay, holy go! Isn't that like a move that they do in Street Fighter? Holy <laughs> go! No, no, no. 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 Close though. As um, the gamer of the group, I can say no. No, no. Uh, I do want to. Uh, this second part of the show is uh, going to be recorded because we're going to be talking about a f- movie that we saw two weeks ago. Yes. Um, because we haven't had a t- t- chance to talk about it. We'll yeah, talk about we get to spoil three, the crap out of it. three yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Position <laughs> unusual. Three weeks ago, we saw, two weeks neener, ago we neener, saw neener. it. Um, and then, of course, we can talk about some uh, Walking Dead. We'll talk about what's going on in the uh-huh. news, uh, the world of uh, uh, nerd news coming up. So that's going to be fun. Uh, so um, just want to let you guys know you can follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Nerdwatch. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerdwatch Nation. You can follow us on YouTube and watch us on YouTube at Nerdwatch Nation as well and on Instagram at the underscore Nerdwatch. You guys can, uh, we accept donations. You guys can visit where we do our podcast here at 333 Dairy Road in Kahului. Also, but not while we do the podcast. Right. Don't visit while we're doing the podcast. We will keep you guys, we, we will kick you out. While we do the podcast. <laughs> kick you out. Um, but I do want to uh, say uh, one thing if you guys are coming Nerd in. Uh, the the Nerdwatch got some cool new shirts, which is very cool if you're watching. Uh, you mm. can check them out here at uh, it's Molly also Comics. It's very cool if you're not watching. Even if you're not watching, it's cool. Oh, yeah. um, also, I want to let you guys know, once again, this podcast, that we are going to be changing Brought to you our... by the letter C. <laughs> uh, we're going to be... Cha- <laughs> and the number... <laughs> We're nope. going to be... Uh, no, no, no. no. He's not here. This is oh, important. Right. This, is Im- this is important. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, uh, we changed our RSS feed for our podcast on iTunes, so uh, uh, it's, uh, if you lose the podcast on your iPhone, you can get it back by downloading the Maui Watch app, or uh, you can look it up again on iTunes because we're doing a, we have a new RSS feed. Okay, so make sure you guys pay attention What's to that. What's an if you RSS feed? Yeah, only the most nerdy uh, of us know 
what that all Okay, means. here's the thing, is that I'm old too, and I'm not sure what an RSS <laughs> so you don't know. either, but I do know that it has to do with my podcast, or our podcast. Uh, so, Format, um, what's an RSS feed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a feed that has to do with uh, Greg's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and uh, it connects to the interwebs. All right, so you guys figure out what RSS feed uh-huh. is, and then and then all you us. gotta do on iTunes is just look up the Nerd Watch. If you don't, if you guys want to follow us as well, you can follow us on Nerd Watch. You can uh, subscribe to us on Nerd uh, on uh, iTunes. You can subscribe to us, subscribe to us at subscribe Audio Boom us. as well. You write us can, letters. You can prescribe to us. You can subscribe and prescribe <laughs> to us. Uh, on uh, it's pronounced anal Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> gosh, Todd, I swear to God. The same joke. Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it killed both times. <laughs> yeah, it killed the vibe. <laughs> uh, well, listen, nothing, uh, nothing gets you going like anal Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say thank you, thank everybody for coming out to the Nerd Watch uh, premiere of Doctor Strange. Uh, we did have a good time, um, and. Uh, I, I hope you guys did too, a strong Um And uh, I think it was the time that we had an opportunity to talk about it. We also, not all of us, but two of us here, got to go watch uh, the arrival this week as well, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that too. But first, uh, let's talk about the super nerdy um, new Marvel film called uh, Doctor Strange uh, that hit theaters Strangy. No, uh, November fourth. So uh, it's like a Ferengi. <laughs> Doctor Strange Ferengi. Uh, so let's get right into it, shall we? So let's start at the uh, the far end of the. Uh, uh, the table where he's drawing Lizard Man Swan. for some reason. Um, uh, Alika went to go watch Doctor Strange, and uh, what was your impressions of the film? Yes, what's your impression of Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch, yeah, Cumberbatch, <laughs> Cabbage Patch, Cabbage. He was incredible. Um, I just the overall the whole you know spoilers by the way. Yeah, lots we're going to spoilers, but I'm probably not going to spoil it this time. But there's you know Marvel's been taking characters that. When I read the comics, I didn't really care for it. I, like, I avoided Iron Man, of course. I avoided Doctor Strange. I avoided the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they've taken all these properties and made them like the most incredible movies I've ever seen. Like uh, The special effects alone, especially for Doctor Strange's magic, like uh, the way they manipulate um, energy and things like that. And especially when he gets the eye of Agamotto and the way he opens it like with that, you know, the finger gesture and... Oh my god! I if I, I could imagine if I was if I was eight years old and I saw that, I would be gesture. doing that on the playground right. all the time. It was pretty awesome gesture. how he flipped off the eye of Agamotto to get it. <laughs> 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 like, open, damn you! Um, what? Uh, light, any, light, light our darkest hour. Uh, anything stick out to you at all that you thought was uh, inventive or interesting? <laughs> or? Finger gesture. You know, like <laughs> I, <laughs> the Shut Marvel up, yeah. movies are done so well that I, I thought that I was gonna um. You know, be really distracted by Tilda Swinton and whatever, and they, you know, everything was well done in the movie. It's it's a Disney movie, so you you know you accept a certain level of cornball. Well, that's when you're in bed with China and you can't have a Tibetan in the in the in the lead role. There is the sure. ancient one. So anyway, you don't think that that was a director's choice? No. I do not. Because you could get almost any... Did you see how... You could get Xiao Yun Fat to play that no, character, and did, that would have been did, expected. Did you see how many uh, <laughs> Chinese uh, Chinese uh, folks were involved in the making of that? I mean, when Okay, you watch but credits, if you want to follow that logic... Yeah, but get, they were all, all right. like, digital artists. Let's, let's dig in on this let's one. Think, let's, let's go ahead. Let's go for one. it. Let's go. <laughs> Your logic is that this is for the Chinese people. Uh, 
I would say I that think they, you said China. They, they are actually surpassing our China. box office market. Okay, so then why is it Tilda Swinton and not Chow Fat or Jackie Chan or Jet Li or Donnie Yen or because you do- other Chinese actors that would sell the same here? Because they're not Tibetan either. The same reason they picked the same reason they picked Matt Damon to be in that Great Wall movie is because Chinese people production Chinese people chose him. Chinese people only find white actors interesting. In lead roles. It's very interesting. They, they like Chinese people in every other role except the lead role. That lead role has to be a white person. Well, interesting. And that's how you market to China. I that Wall of China movie with Matt Damon, I thought it just... I don't know how... But neither argument makes sense. Accurate. I don't know how neither accurate... makes sense. I do not know how accurate uh, Alika's statement Chinese people is like that. white leads. But if that is the case, I mean, look, just to be honest... I know I mean, that's true for, like, Japanese if, stuff. Here's the thing. And this is what I no, thought was... There, no, yeah. there is actually a yeah. very... I was watching my grandma's just to go off on a little tangent here. The um, okay. uh, Nippon Golden Network, the Japanese network that airs here locally. Yes, um, sh- there's like these uh, soap dramas that she watches mm-hmm. in Japan, and there's this one about a, a white school teacher in like it's like the 1930s or 40s, and she moves to Japan, and so she's like literally playing a white lady in Japan who you know is learning Japanese and getting along, and and it's like one of the hit number one shows out there. Interesting, or was last year. It, I, it's interesting because you know the uproar about. Uh, we'll Americans back, are just interesting. We'll get to back to Doctor Strange in a minute, but the interesting <laughs> thing about everybody being They're fascinating. Uh, the the I guess Constance Wu, I guess her name is, was all up in arms about Matt Damon being in a movie called The Great Wall with a bunch of Chinese <laughs> actors and an amazing Chinese director Zhang uh, Zhang Yimou, which is it awesome. is a Chinese production, right? And what's interesting is they're is all, that, they're doing exactly what we're doing here. We right. make a film here, right. we bring in right. Chinese actor here. Chinese yeah, actor Matt Damon over there is like Jet Li over here, but it's not. But it it's, probably is. Probably. Is. It probably is. Unless, of course, you believe that dragons really existed. I really don't think it matters if Matt Damon's in the movie or if it's part of Chinese. It's chi- part of Chinese. It's not part of Chinese history, well, right? CG, or is there something wrong with that? That's where you show your ignorance. Because <laughs> in ancient China, dragons that's did where, exist, and and all dragon. Asians can fly. Well, hey, everybody know knows that. Forget. I saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, in, in Alika's famous words, forgive my white privilege. Uh, <laughs> so I'm very sorry that I didn't even know that. So I, we're going to go back to Doctor Strange. Anyway, let's get back I to I still Strange. feel like that was actually a director's choice. You think so? To, to, to find the director came out and said it was his choice. Oh, okay. I because, yeah. I mean, think about it. It would, it would be the same problem Tibetans as... Because Tibetans can't act. It would be the same problem as no, the Mandarin. You're going to cast somebody to play what's a stereotypical Asian character. It's a no-win situation. Now that we got Doctor Strange, though, we could get Fing Fang Foom, which would be awesome. I doubt it. But dragons oh, don't exist That's in what your Fantastic world. Four. Fing Fang Foom is the license of, is with Fantastic yeah. Four. Is it, is it really? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. you stupid man. I didn't know that. I so was Ego, which we got from Fox because they switched. We, they switched. Yeah, yeah. we were read yeah. about that. Anyway, um, anything else that stuck out to you there, uh, uh, Doctor Alika? <laughs> or are we still on me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be on you. I can move over. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, what? The movie was wow. great. I had a great time, like every can Marvel movie. Um, you know, can and this is a spoiler. What they did really well was Dormammu and how they made the you know false, the, the wrong, false. No, oh! I liked it. I, because the way the art looked like how you would th- you you're like head? You in the comic in the you? comic you're imagining like this purple energy. With lo- sock lines in it, like Baron Zemo. Why is he wearing a sock on his head? Sure, it's like sure. a cosmic thing. And then they kind of like figure it out in the in the ripples in his face. And 
Uh, Todd. No, no, no. We'll Todd, it was another excuse that Benedict Cumberbatch talked to we, himself. We, we will get to Todd in a minute, but you liked the way Dormammu was portrayed. <laughs> I liked it. All right. Well, uh, format, sir, you're next. I thought it was great. I thought it was... Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're expecting something new from the Marvel camp, uh, you will be sorely disappointed. It's uh, tried and true, because that's what works. Mm. Uh, it's the same uh, hero story that we always get. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Sorry if my nose it's people. A, it's a it's a tale of redemption. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seriously, it's uh he redeems himself in the end. Eh, yada yada yada. Magic, hocus pocus, blah. It sounds like you were a little more disappointed than happy with it. No no no, I, I was stoked about it. Don't okay. get me wrong. Um <clears throat> for me the biggest thing was that they were introducing magic for the first time to the Marvel universe. Because everything that was supposed to be magic before this movie got explained away with some kind of science mumbo-jumbo that Marvel made up. And as we all know, science isn't real. Mjolnir. (laughs) At least climate science, right, G? That's right. That's right. Global warming. Right? Such a hoax. Global warming leads to rainbow bridges. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's, That's a... Global warming is about as real as magic. Right. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, anyway. that, that's the name of this pod, by the way. Global warming leads to rainbow bridges. <laughs> and lobias. Uh, I, no, I, I, think I think global warming is as real as magic is, is, is just as good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, it was good. Yeah. Good. I, I, was really, I was really happy about it. The, uh, the sting, like I did notice that there were a few continuity errors but that's you know it's a marvel movie well we'll talk about that very uh we'll we'll get an in-depth about that very shortly here todd what about you sir uh Uh, i I can't believe they got spider-man wrong another movie (laughs) (laughs) can't believe it wrong (laughs) wrong you were there todd what did you think of dr strange sir i mean i know that okay let's preface this by saying this for those of you that are listening for the first time or what have you i want to get our thoughts on dr strange Todd is not exactly a um, uh, a cheerleader for Marvel by any stretch. So he doesn't like things. Correct. So Todd, uh, with- he doesn't like things that every other normal person enjoys and loves. <laughs> so- oh, Barry hates this movie. <laughs> Wait a minute, he does not. But well, he gave it like two stars. Uh, no, he actually that's, gave it three. That's high praise for he him. He gave it three. Three out of five. Three out of five. See, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so Todd, what is it about this movie? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What, 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 what did you get out of Doctor Strange? Garbage. <laughs> well, you, you're, you're not being helpful. Come on, uh, kind of elaborate a bit. Oh man. Well, uh, so when it's garbage, uh, you just <laughs> dispose of it, and then you're such a... they they usually take it, and put it in a truck, and then dump it somewhere. So that's <laughs> think what they're going to do with it. Or if you're in Denmark, they they roast it. I just I, I understand your disdain for Marvel, but basing it as a movie uh, as a movie critique, come on. So, would you prefer Professor Barry gave a zero star review to this one? <laughs> I'm I'm shocked that he didn't. I'd... You're such a scrub. Will you get to your real review? You know, right maybe now? something else that'll end up. What in if the that is his real is review? your opinion? Yeah, that is true. Of this movie, uh, <laughs> which is also I, I got to garbage. see this movie a week before it came out in New Zealand. Right. So I saw it twice. I've seen it twice. Um, and I I, I uh, liked it better than Civil War, 
Um, I think that there was, it was more coherent. There was, there was just one single thread. Um, I, there was nothing as far, it wasn't, it wasn't goofy enough for me. Like, (coughs) like, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. There was not enough dance battles. Okay. There was not, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I kind of figured that, um, the material the cloak was like Aladdin's carpet he was that like was, comic yeah, I mean, relief that was but that's something that like you you get from most of the marvel movies anyway come on chuck mangione was in it feels so good <laughs> so well uh, yeah i give them props on the cloak like yeah. they they actually treated that thing with respect yeah, i they, was expecting uh, when i heard when i first heard that the cloak was going to be cgi i was expecting spawn and I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, you mean like the really uh, yeah. flamboyantly Where it big just flares out all the time, just yeah. for no reason. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. but, but yeah, they they like the detail. I mean, mm-hmm. it actually looked like cloth. <laughs> it looked like a fabric cloth. Yeah, yeah exactly. it did. It looked like fabric. You're right. It was actually really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Todd, sir, what else? <laughs> I, I my my wife and I saw this movie for our anniversary, like our four-year wedding anniversary. Oh, you did! And I was like, I, you, I can't believe you're. We we don't get to go out very much because of the toddler. So we were um, we went out for a dinner and a movie. And I was like, what movie do you want to go see? And she she was like, I don't know what's what's playing. And then I looked up and I'm like, I can't believe this is out already, like a week early. Can uh-huh. we go see this? And she was like, Yeah. Because I love you. Was she is that excited about it? Yeah, she was. She, I was like, thanks for letting me go see this. And I can't believe you're letting me see a comic book movie on our anniversary. And she's like, what? I'm, I'm mar- she's like, I can't either. <laughs> no, she, she was like, I married a nerd. I'm totally used to it. <laughs> These are the only type of movies that we see. She's so, like, ah. So what is your professional And then critique? you complain about them for the next two days. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so what is your critique on it, sir, so far? What, 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 is, what, is, uh, what did you... I just... I wish they would have done something different. Um, like seeing something like The Arrival, uh, where... Which we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Thanks a lot. <laughs> it's my intro music. Jeez, Louise. Anyway. Um, seeing, something, seeing something like... You know, The Arrival was smart and... Um, Thought provoking, thought provoking, and and Doctor Strange can't could have been that, huh. um, if but they didn't want to mess with the formula. Sure. So they've got. They, it seems like they've um, these Marvel movies have hit their like threshold, and they're like, this is the formula that works. Right. We don't care if it's good, but we know that if we do it like this, people, people will, will like, like it, it right. and and people see it enough that we'll make a ton of money from it. Um, but I'm, I, I will be I will be shocked. I will I will be so shocked if a Marvel movie ever wins anything else besides a technical award. Um, just because they don't, it seems like they take the material seriously, but they don't treat it seriously enough to create a piece of art. It's just a popcorn flick. Right. So w- within that, like I think that this was a little bit better. Uh, of a Marvel movie, but most of them are all kind of, they're all garbage. That's conviction. Okay, and listen, I'm, I'm, we'll get back to you on this, but I, I think it's okay to be entertained. I, I don't know, maybe I'm just... maybe I'm Not just, to Todd. <laughs> that is... That is occasion for rebuke. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Pardon me. 
guess so. I don't know. Is that what you did for your anniversary? Like you guys went out to the lobby and was like, did you like that? I hope you did. <laughs> I hope you hated it as much as I did. That's and he I'm handed saying. out pamphlets on the coming independent comic apocalypse. <laughs> right? Well, in, in the New, end is nigh, brothers. In in New Zealand, they they didn't the comic book uh, industry kind of failed between 1960 and 1975. Like there were no there were no comics being imported, and there were no comic book publishers locally. Uh-huh. Um, so, and then in in the 1970s, it it came back. They started getting more imports, uh, and but. All that's all the local comic books in New Zealand are very much underground, black Ooh, and white. Interesting. Um, the, the the really popular ones, and then the, the they've also actually they a lot of them became super popular uh, in Europe and got translated into other languages, and then came back to New Zealand and became popular. Thing. Interesting. So, <clears throat> um, uh, when I went to see this movie, there was all, and it was opening night. Uh huh. There was six other people in the film. No way. And when I in the theater, and so when when I uh, and when I asked people at Armageddon Expo, um, like who their favorite co- comic book character was, one person said Spider Man, and that was the only time I heard anybody talk about American superhero comics. Interesting. They they don't really they don't really um, they don't respond to it. They don't really think that that's <clears throat> entertaining. <laughs> Of course. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh-huh. we'll get back to you. And uh, by the way, we're going to get back to your uh, comment about Dormammu and you and Alika disagreeing on that momentarily. But let's get to Gannon's thoughts about the film first. Gannon, sir, what did you think of Doctor Strange? I have to say, I see it on everybody's. I, I kind of see everybody's point of view on it. Um, I, I would definitely say the formula is. If you can't see the formula to a Marvel film at this point, then you're right. blind. Right. You really are. The villain is very brushstrokes. He's there's nothing to him really. He's right. almost identical to every other Marvel villain. And I, I swear to God, if you go look at all of the pods where we talk about a Marvel film, I say the exact same thing. If it's not Loki, he's a very boring villain. Yeah. Okay. He, it, 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 it plays straight across the board for every single one. Point. Um, what they thrive, what they thrive good at, and, and it's it's always going to be the thing that makes Marvel movies kind of succeed is that they put a lot of they put a lot of thought into building up the the initial character of the piece. Right. They they, they put a lot of care into, into making sure it's a character with charisma, a character that that registers with an audience. The problem is, though, the only ones that seem to be working along those lines are ones that that follow what Robert Downey Jr. does. Okay. I think Marvel fans kind of come at it with with a, with kind of rose colored glasses and say, "Oh, this is exactly what I've always wanted." But I guarantee you, a lot of these characters weren't quite like that in the comics. But because they're very charismatic on film, is right. what people actually like. I don't think the Doctor Strange of the movie is the same <laughs> Doctor Strange from the book. It, it, and it's I do not. not believe that, and, and I can't really say from any annoying place. And I read Doctor Strange books. But I'll bet you he's not Tony Stark-ish, with their, which there was a little bit of that Tony Stark flavor the to that edge, character. Yeah, a little, little, little bit of the edge, a little bit of the humor. Yeah. Um, the the girl's character, um, oh my god, Rachel, Mc, Rachel yeah. McAdams, she's playing the same role that Natalie Portman played. It's weird because she almost just, felt like she was going to be... There needed to be a girl character right. there, it felt she like she really had much to play in. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, when Ant Man came along, at least Evangeline Lily had more to do. She was actually Dormammu. That was like, <laughs> stop it, me stop it. Anyway, 
But you know, the visuals. That's what I'm talking about. True to comics. The visuals are great. The <laughs> underwear visuals, on the, the outside. The visuals are great, but when you're watching the visuals in the, in the trailer, you're, you're you're actually hoping that the visuals that you're seeing actually have more stakes to to, to play in the overall story or the or the battle. Right. And they don't. Because they set up this idea of the shadow realm or whatever. So basically, he's just really fighting the bad guys in a shadow version of the world. So therefore, nothing really affects the actual world, just them. The mirror. And, and the in the upside world. down. And the stakes are automatically gone already. Right. And that's, you know. Well, they can't, they can't have another Man of Steel. No. Or they just destroy But everything. I mean. They can't? Well, it's, they, it's the one thing that I can not. defend a DC movie on is that there's... So, it, it, at least it's just for Man of Steel. There's stakes. There's things involved. Things happen. It affects the world. Right. When a he Marvel film, a when a Marvel film <laughs> happens, and you watch the next film, it's almost like, oh, did you hear about how this happened in New York City? It's just like this is weird happenstance type of thing. Sure, okay. Not like the world is afraid of these things happening all the time, which would be true. That makes sense. You're right. But um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it on the sense that it's. An entertaining movie that you know Benedict Cumberbatch can't fail. Apparently, um, the effects were great, despite the fact there's no stakes involved in the fights. Um, but again, the, it's it's that Marvel formula, and and I think it's the Marvel formula that's as much as it's been pushing the comic book film industry. It's also going to be the detriment to the comic book film industry. Yeah, it's your, it's your very right. I think they're only going to be able to get away with it for a few more tries. Yeah, like 13 or 14 more times. <laughs> I don't, I, I, it's going to be a lot sooner than that. But the thing with Doctor Strange, and I think what Todd was trying to get at, is that there's a lot of potential to mine actual interesting territory. But it just feels like, let's just take this magic-based character and throw it through the Iron Man machine. It's the way it came I can't wait for me. the Thanos movie. Where uh, you know he he breaks his hands and then uh, has to build a glove to uh, perform surgeries and then discovers magic. Well, I, I have to tell you that and then I, leaves Rachel McAdams. I mm. can see everybody's point, but I have to tell you, I I, I will agree with because we all liked it. You were like, oh, I hate it. I will agree. I know with, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with format and Gannon's take on the thing being the fact that it is a very Marvel esque formula. We already know what the formula is. I am going to say this though. I think that Doctor Strange is my second favorite Marvel movie now. I think Doctor Strange is... Um, right after Iron Man? Uh, right, <laughs> uh. No, right after uh, Winter Soldier. Right after Ant-Man? I thought that... Uh, I that think, political intrigue. Let me, uh, let me get to the point first. <laughs> Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, was a lot better than I ever expected. I didn't think he was going to be that good, to be honest with you. Uh, I knew he was going to knock it out. I, I, just, uh, I didn't think he was going to be that good. not fail at anything. Uh... I'll, I will say this. Yeah, him he and was, that British piggy nose. Dude, he fought himself <laughs> in the movie. I ha- I mean to, and here's the thing is that Benedict Cumberbatch not only did a good job. It's he a knocked, Marvel movie. They always he, fight themselves. He knocked yep. it out of the park. Uh, he did a great job. He is Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. uh, I, I said the same thing. Well, that's thing. what it said like, in the credits. Okay, to, <laughs> like the way uh, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, yeah. the way you know Robert Downey Jr. is He's Tony Iron Stark. Man, yeah. Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. Is Doctor Strange? Yeah, and uh, I really thought I like Rachel McAdams, but I felt like we were getting something interesting from her in the beginning, and all of a when sudden, when did she, she get powers? Do we know? And then all of a sudden, I don't know, but all of a sudden, she became like a second. She became like a secondary figure in the film, and it just didn't feel like she was. She could have been played by anybody. She she became another cloak. 
She oh, was yeah. like she was like that girlfriend. She from, could have been played by Sylvester Stallone. It, he would, the movie would not have changed it, from right, Watchmen, the have. first wife in Watchmen. Yeah, she slowly gets oh, left yeah. behind on Earth while right. her. Yeah, she. Um, they sh- they should have just CG'd her. I'm going to tell you something. I will say this: CG'd the reason her. why Andy Circus should have played that character. The, the reason why I like this movie so much is because. I saw it do things some Marvel uh, that most Marvel movies or any of the Marvel movies have ever done before. It took some really interesting chances, um, and let me tell you. Let me tell you how and why. Okay. Oh, the, uh, ending, the ending was different. The, the well, let, I'll get to the ending in a minute. Yes. But what I thought was interesting was is that it took a lot of interesting chances. In the in the fact is is that once we are familiar with Strange and his uh, and the abilities that he can possess. Um, when we, you know, you're you're asking the people that watch Marvel movies that don't read the Marvel books, you're asking them to buy into a magic realm where people have out of body experiences, and they are fighting on an etheric plane. I think I hope I'm using that word correctly. It's the astral plane. Astral plane. Thank you, you. dummy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, thank you for making me feel inferior. Um, uh, uh, the ash. I, I think it's interesting because it reminded me. A lot of the frighteners. Uh, these uh, people were were fighting in another on another plane of existence uh, while the humans were still there. I thought that that was fascinating. That realm. I mean, you would. It almost felt like it almost felt like it should have been a joke, but it wasn't taken as such. You've got people floating around out of their bodies. You've got uh, you've got an um, uh, moving on. You have an amazing ending. I thought that the ending, the way they played that, with time slowly going backwards and how it's strange shouldn't have manipulated time and things of that nature. I like the way they ended the film where it wasn't all fist and fury like most Marvel movies. It was about it was about uh, the mind uh, um, uh, uh, I guess um, conquering over might, which I thought was very cool. Uh, I really thought that that was fascinating and I think, t- I think they did a very that good job. That they ripped job. off two movies? <laughs> well, listen. I, I will say this. I will say this too. Uh, you guys are right that I thought that um, C- uh, Cassilius was you can never feel like he's a bad guy because he's like the forerunner to the actual bad guy, and we only see the bad guy for like five minutes at the end of the film. But it's, it's like every other movie. He, yeah. From his point of view, he's doing right. Right. <clears throat> it's just unfortunate we're never given the opportunity to uh, – uh, Cassilius is never a threat because he's always talking about – Dormammu this and Dormammu When my daddy that. comes. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. He, he, he feels like a forerunner. You guys are going to be sorry. sorry. Yeah, you guys are going to be so sorry. Um, so I have to say that you guys are right about that. Uh, I thought, um, I you know, we haven't mentioned, but I thought that um, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor's uh, portrayal of Mordo. Is that how you say that? I believe Chiwetel. so. Yeah. Um, I thought that he actually did a very good job. Um, they really, really sped up that story. By the way, it yeah, felt they like did. Oh, it felt like he was. Uh, it was he like was, multiple story arcs yeah, that they finished like half an hour, like a half an hour, like, and, was, and where all of a sudden uh, Mordo is uh, is now uh, a nemesis of Strange. You know, the the thing that surprised me was uh, it was paced really well. No, yeah, it was like for for something that was just short of two hours. Like it felt short. 
if it fe- if it if it went on any longer, I bet you anything that we could have we could have just nitpicked that whole thing. If it went another half hour, went like two hours and twenty minutes, we could have like nitpicked the heck out of that movie. But it was moving so quickly that we you know there were a lot of holes in the in the in the story and things like that that never get resolved. But we never pay attention to those because we're so enamored with the story that we're getting, and it's over before it's before uh, we can even ask any real questions. Is what I thought was good. So uh, for that, I have to say that here, look at the shiny thing. Right. Ex- no, but that's what it feels like. Like, who here, look at this shiny, cool thing. And look at the Infinity Gem. Yeah, exactly. It's an Infinity Gem. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm sorry. In, in the movies, it's Infinity Stones. Infinity Stones, correct. Um, I will say that the cloak was uh, amazing. I thought that they did a very good job with the cloak. It was its own character. It was its own character. Yeah. They did a good job with that cloak. You it was know, fascinating. Fallen was watching that movie be like, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can buy the yeah. file that the CG guy used to animate that cloak. <laughs> I like, like... Wait till they see my version of that. I thought that although Domamu at the ending was underwhelming, uh, the effects surrounding what had happened and how... Uh, how uh, and the Ditko realm... It, yeah, the Ditko realm with uh, on, with Todd. the uh, Come with, on. they they paid homage to Ditko, which was very cool with some of the visuals. That was phenomenal. Um, uh, but overall, I thought it was good. I gave it three and a half stars. I really liked it. I had a good time with it. And although there were flaws with the film, uh, some of it felt like it was being played in fast forward for me a bit. But I really liked the movie. Um, but what now I'm interested in is the whole Dormammu thing with you and uh, with Todd and Alika. What? Uh, Hey, uh, Todd. Todd. Yes, sir. Uh, what? What? Uh, what's the problem with Dormammu? And why? Why is he wrong? Uh, why is uh, Lika uh, wrong? He was reduced to a giant, like, puffy cloud at the end of the. Like it, it was basically they galactus gal- galact- they, Yeah, they galactus him. <laughs> uh, it would have been nice to see him. Um, and st- I think it was just lazy. I think that they they were just like, oh, he's just this giant head. He's gonna go fight this giant head, the size of a planet. And I didn't. And I, they could have done something um, uh, more clever to to visualize him. I think than uh, just you know make him you know planet. Alika <laughs> and you say. I Wrong. thought. I, <laughs> based on the limited experiences I've had with Dormammu, which is his, <laughs> which is his appearances on covers of Doctor Strange comics, where he's a giant disembodied floating flaming head. <laughs> I thought they nailed it. <laughs> it's interesting. I I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. So I, just, I don't know. I, I just think that he he didn't feel like a he like a threat. You know, like it didn't feel. He felt more like a threat than uh, than Cassilius did, don't you think? Or is that am I wrong? I, I think the main uh. problem is that he was even in the movie. You know what? Really I think <laughs> they should have held on to him. No, I was glad he was in it because Casillas would not have been enough stakes for that movie. I, I, I actually, Dormammu was great. It was a great I way to end on. I agree with Alik on that. Um, there would not have been any stakes if Dormammu wasn't in it. But the thing I was really disappointed in is at the end of the movie where he hangs up the Eye of Agamotto and walks away like he. And this is me as a costume stickler. Is the costume is not complete without the cape and the Eye of Agamotto around his neck? Right. And you know he had the blue duds on. That's great, but he needs that cape and the eye. But when he put the eye back on the stand, I'm like, what are you doing, bro? He's not going to walk around with it all day, every day. He better. 
He's not going to go to Safeway magic, wearing the eye of Akamoto. Magic can attack you at any time. That's true. That's it's. They can it's, inception the hallways, and you'll be like in the middle of a wizard fight. So hang on, it's, like, okay. it's like Wolverine. Wolverine without his purple thong on. Was was <laughs> now? Hang on a minute. See, that's the other problem: is that all the things that you guys talk about that you liked, we've seen in other movies. You said it yourself. He just called it Inception, the the grocery store. You said Frighteners. Yeah. You also talked about time reversing back. That's the ending of Superman the movie. Yeah. True. So and look, it's but I like all, all these great ideas. movies. But put it this way: Have you ever had cake? Cake is good, right? Cake's good. Have you ever had pudding? Yeah. Have you ever had Kit Kats? Yeah. Have you ever had whipped cream? Yeah. Those are all good separately, right? Yeah. Mash those up in a damn bowl. It's called sex in a pan, and it's better. It's better than all four of those things separately. Oh my god! I never okay. That way. And that's what Doctor Strange is. It's the sex in the pan of Marvel movies. It's all that good that. stuff in a pan, and you eat it. Who cares what order it's in? I, I just eat it. I kind of feel like if these movies didn't exist in a machine, where movies are like projected years in advance, you know, for a, and yeah. the, the director was given a chance to truly tell a story with that character, it would not be that story. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, I, I agree because they you. have to play the Marvel game of the Marvel formula and. Because of that, you can't really get, you can't really, you can't push too far. You, like, I guarantee you, uh, the, the typical Marvel formula is like, okay, so he, he, here's your characters, here's essentially what we want you to do, go nuts. Right. But if you start going a little bit too much this direction with this, you got to get back on course. You go a little bit too much in that direction, you got to get back on course. So it's, it's a shame because they're getting these great directors that have actual artistic flourishes and actually great ideas and great and great visual eyes, but they're basically being told to like, okay, you're working at McDonald's now. This is the only way to make this cheeseburger. You, you this know is what? The only way you know what pro- really annoyed me about the? I mean, the rest of it was fine to Marvel form, whatever. I'm not complaining <laughs> about any of it. The only thing that was like so formulaically Marvel was that they had to have uh, Doctor Strange and Wong have that relationship throughout the movie. Where at the very end, even the laughter from Wong seems forced. Like, you know how they have, you know, there's always that oh, yeah, ongoing yeah, joke yeah, that ties yeah, the movie yeah. together. That's right. Between, you You're know, right. you know, the hero and somebody. And it's like this back and forth. And then at the end, something gives. And that's like the big joke at the end. Interesting. Yeah, like, you know, Wong laughing at the end is like the big joke. It's uh, it, that was the only thing that was so formulaic. Like, I, I bet there's an instance of that in every Marvel movie. Wong is a more interesting character than the villain. <laughs> That's oh, true. It's true, though. Think about yeah, it. You're right. Think oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, because he's head of the Chinese. He makes, but he makes more uh, of an impact in that movie sanctum. than the villain does. No, that's a problem. The Hong Kong sanctum. Hong Kong sanctum. There you go. Sorry, people not get Chinese. Little, yeah. People get a little ticked off about sure, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's he's especially uh, you imperialists. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, I have to say though, I thought Doctor Strange was uh, well done, and you're it's right. It's entertaining. It's not a bad film. I it's just it's a shame that we don't have a chance to see anybody explore with these movies. Okay, let's put it this way, I, and and I, I you know we we don't have time to get into this because we got to talk about one more movie. But um, look at DC; they mm-hmm. took ch- they tried to take chances. Uh, with Man of Steel and with Batman v Superman and with and I'll tell you this, people are going to still be talking about those movies for those things and, more so than some of these Marvel films. But I'll tell you that there's a there's a you have to have a healthy balance 
of uh, of daring and uh, having you be at least a, somewhat of a modicum of success. And I think maybe Mar- maybe it is a formula. But you know what? I mean, I, look, Star Wars is a formula, but everybody wants to see another movie. Pirates is another formula. Everybody wants to see. Another Are you movie. sure? I don't think anybody's excited about another pirates film. Look, uh, that thing. Look, if the box office numbers hold, everybody can't wait to see the next Transformers movie. <coughs> that thing makes mo- money hand but the, over okay, fist. But that's the, okay. format is crying I, I right do, now. I do not. <laughs> I cannot cotton to the whole Transformers thing because you know what? That's specifically targeted to small children. It really, really, really is. Yeah. They're they're not made. For a wide audience, they're strictly made for the kids. They're flat out kids films. Okay. So I, I think they're a, a tiny bit more exempt than the other movies okay. we're actually talking all right, about. All right, I'll give, you, I'll, I'll, I'll afford you that. Okay. But um, I completely forgot what the hell the point was now. After all that, they're all for. I, I was, I was so crazy to slam that. Star Wars is another thing, though. I mean, Force Awakens, yeah. It's palatable, and <laughs> the fa- and some of the fans liked it. But I know just as many fans that are starting to say stuff now, like. You know what? The Phantom Menace was at least something different. You're looking at the guy when Force Awakens came out said that Force Awakens sucked, and I still believe that. You're but a jerk. Th- that's that's a, again another example of what happens when you start building off of formula and not off of story. And that's yeah, what you I- get good movies. <laughs> that's not true. And that's mm-hmm. why I still say George Lucas's prequels were still better than Force Awakens. I, I, I on an execution that. level, those yeah. movies are terrible. True, <laughs> I will agree with that. If he had somebody else handling more of the writing, agreed, the, the stories would have been a lot stronger. That's fair to I, say. That is definitely fair to say. Although Force uh, Awakens is flat out like, okay, here's what the kids are going to like. Here's how many toys we can sell. You know, everybody wants to see more girls as leads of movies, so let's have the character be a, a, a female guy, which is fine. Uh-huh. But it, it's based <laughs> off of what an audience wants, and not necessarily off of a story. Just as long as they're not the original Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The original Star Wars films were original. They came yeah. from a place of inspiration. Sure. Force Awakens is coming from a place of marketing and merchandise. Uh, and let's be honest. It, uh, um, and it, it shows. The new the new edition of The Force Awakens came out today, the 3D edition, and it has a... And, and then we shill for it. No, no. But here's, but here's <laughs> right the, after all that, he shills for here's, it. Here's, but here's the thing. There's a commentary on there about J.J. Abrams that he says that he explains why the film felt so familiar and it felt like the first movie. Because he it does, was the first movie. I And I agree with that. I really do. I knew there was a purpose behind it, and I can't wait to hear the commentary on that. JJ always has good commentaries. So that's the only reason why I'm going to pick it up, even though I hate that freaking movie. Yeah, I, I mean, it just sucks that the, the kind of movies we have now are not coming from a place of storytelling anymore. Uh, I, you know They're what, really, though? really not. And that's and see, and that's the thing, and that's what's going on in Hollywood. Every movie I mean, has we to get be... excited about them just as much as the next guy, because we're always hoping there's their... The potential's there that maybe there's gonna be that one that like that, that that sticks out and gets all the things right that we want to see. It's right. probably never gonna happen because like I said, it's all about formula and right. marketing strategies. You know, these films are not made because somebody has a unique vision anymore. Well and here's the thing. And I and that leads us right into the next movie that Todd and I saw. Um, and this is why I think that movies like Marvel's and the Star Wars series and such become such money makers because when you do have something as inventive as what we saw last night at the theater, um, it doesn't get any recognition. Um, at least any any it doesn't get it gets recognition, but it doesn't get the box office it deserves. We ended up watching The Arrival uh, yesterday. Uh, Todd and I did, um, and uh, that 
is uh, w- I'm, I'm putting up my uh, my review for it on MauiWatch.com tomorrow. Uh, it is a phenomenal sci-fi epic. Uh, it is hard sci-fi, and it is, in my opinion, probably one of the best pictures of the year. And it takes some very daring, daring chances, and it does some things with sci-fi you've never seen before. It's based off of a book, and it and it's an amazing piece of movie, uh, uh, of cinema. And uh, I have to tell you that if you want something that is uh, the antithesis of Independence Day. You need to see the arrival. Uh, it is hard sci-fi. It's very well done. It's thought-provoking. But when you watch that movie, you'll realize why movies like Marvels and Star Wars get made. I mean, that's and that's the thing is that Amy Adams was great. The story was very well told. The the director did a fantastic job. Uh, matter of fact, I think Todd really liked the movie as well. Did you not? I liked it a little bit more than Civil War. <laughs> No, I mean, I thought that it was fantastic, and I think that, um, and I, I hope it gets the recognition that it deserves. Uh, it was, uh, it, it was one of those, you, in a sci-fi film, you want to see it take chances. Yeah. And it took chances. The twist was, was a great. It was a great twist at the end. Um, it and, wasn't just a twist. It was, it was almost like, and, and not to interrupt you, Todd, but. It, at the uh, but what happens is it feels like it doesn't feel like a twist. It feels like a revelation. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, and the, and once and once don't spoil it. I didn't see it. Yet. I, I won't. But once you once you once you become rev- once that revelation is revealed to you, all of a sudden this light goes on in your head, and all of a sudden these possibilities start floating through your mind, and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. That is amazing, you, and that's just, and that's exactly what the arrival did to me when I was sitting there watching it. It was phenomenal, um, and unfortunately, it's just not making the box office that it should. Great movie, not making the box so, office. to be fair. To be fair, the marketing for it kind of sucks. <sighs> I think, I, to be honest with you, I the, there's not as much emphasis on marketing in this film as you would see anything else. I and I and I will agree with you. There's no emphasis on marketing, but I do like. I the probably marketing. see more trailers for Neighbors too. <laughs> than the arrival. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. Um, but uh, if you want to see some very good sci-fi, thought-provoking sci-fi, sci-fi that makes you think, sci-fi that will blow your mind. Not the Charlie Sheen, the arrival. No, that's a great. You should watch that, too, because that's actually good, too. Or the arrival, too. <laughs> the arrival, too, is terrible. Watch the first arrival. That's good. Watch the first arrival and then that arrival. Yes, yes, yes. Watch the new arrival with Amy And then tune into Nerdwatch next week when we all arrive. That's right. <laughs> and don't forget to see the, the French version, the debut. By the way, um, uh, just to let everybody know, Jer- Jeremy Renner is also in the arrival, and he's never looked happier in a in a film role. Uh, he's actually he was pretty he was a pretty happy guy in the Hurt Locker. <laughs> no, he was not. Oh, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Oh, not at all. Oh. I guess you uh, you know you, you know he was you know he was excited to be. In, oh wait, he wasn't in Jason Bourne, was he? <laughs> hey, listen, he was in Bourne Legacy, and he did a dang good job of that. Um, anyway, I'm actually hoping that the arrival and then uh, that new Jennifer Lawrence movie with Chris Pratt, Passengers. passengers. I'm actually, I, I'm really hoping for this, and I'm going to be a very big cheerleader for it. I'm hoping that those two movies are going to kind of start a sci-fi renaissance. Ah, uh, yeah, 
Because it's been a while since sci-fi has been a really a strong thing for for Hollywood. That's kind of why I was so excited when Oblivion came out because I know it was well, a lot of recycled really ideas. It. I enjoyed Oblivion a lot. I just want to see a lot of those blockbuster. I just want to see a high. Again. I just love. I would just love to see high concept sci-fi movies become a big deal again. I'm gonna tell o- you, Oblivion. That was more of a Tom Cruise. The twist vehicle. at the end kind of messed me up, though. That was good, though. Yeah, no, I, it was. It's presented not a bad well. movie, but it, because it's such I can't a star watch it again. Vehicle, but the first time I watched it was amazing. It was. It was unfortunate. The execution wasn't the the way they made the film. The way it looked was fantastic. It just the execution of the story just didn't work as well as it should have, and it should have been more of a revelation at the end instead of what we got, which I thought was. I thought it was a pretty good surprise. I thought it was okay. I I mean the last the last couple of sci-fi movies that I've seen that really kind of. I, I liked a lot was uh, Gravity. I thought was pretty interesting. Gravity, I love Gravity. And then um, uh, I don't Interstellar. <laughs> I thought Interstellar was pretty interesting too. Interstellar yeah, is cool. Interstellar is cool. Um, the and those two movies I thought we're going to. I think we're getting Passenger and we're getting the Arrival because of those movies more than something like Oblivion. Uh, Oblivion, I think Oblivion looks cool, like yeah. super cool. But uh, it wasn't. I wouldn't say that it was like a thought-provoking sci-fi. It's movie. what happens right. when a cool concept for a sci-fi movie comes along, and then you <laughs> right. put Tom Cruise in it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because if you put like a an up-and-coming actor in it, then you're it, it's more of a, a high-concept sci-fi piece. You know what was as hi- opposed to a Tom Cruise. But you know what was high-concept and also very good, and I still don't think it gets enough recognition. Edge of Tomorrow. Which was is getting a sequel. I like Oblivion, but way better than Edge of Tomorrow. Really. What? Really? Wow, that's interesting. I I will say this, uh, getting back on The Arrival, and I don't know if Todd agrees with me or not, The Arrival has the potential to be a, a rival to or put on the list of some of the best sci-fi ever. It has a, it has a, it has the opportunity to be right up there with Close Encounters. Has an opportunity to be up there with Contact and with War of the Worlds. Contact World. is up there. Co- Contact Tec- was a great movie. Technically, technically for as much as I, 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 I for as much as not I, like Contact. I, for as much as I can't stand, uh, I you're mean, the only two people I've ever heard that like that movie since as, it came out twenty years. Really? For as, only two. For as much as I think oh. that. Uh, Carl Sagan, is, you know, for as much as he is a, a guy who doesn't believe in God and all this other stuff, that movie that he that, that, that he wrote was still a very fascinating look into what would it be like. And yes, I will admit that the ending is kind of a downer, a disappointment for sure. No way, I think they left it but in the perfect place. John Carter's Ghosts of Mars was better than Contact. Oh. John Carpenter's, you mean? Did I say Carter? Carter? You said John Carter of Mars? Oh, Warlord. Man, Warlord. <laughs> yeah, you did. John Carter Warlord. <laughs> man, I'm stupid, man. <laughs> He's stupid, bro. Uh, but I, I think that Arrival has potential to be just as good as and put in the same breath as District 9 uh, and how good that was. And, uh, no, District 9 was good, though. District, I like District 9, but District I can see where good, people would make fun of that one. I would put it into the yeah. idea of like heady sci- yeah, sci-fi yeah. film. Would you? You wouldn't? I, I would. would not. Oh, that's I think interesting. Would, that's more of a socio-commentary com- social social yeah, kind true. of movie. Good, it's not okay. really a, All right, maybe you're right. Because it's not about aliens, really. Sure, sure, sure. Good aliens point. are just the backdrop to telling a story. All right, good point. Uh, yeah. About the apartheid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really, um, I mean, I liked, I appreciate District 9, um, uh, and I think that the action in that was really great, too. Um, but the arrival, 
even with the the twist at the end, and this is something that you see with Oblivion, like you you saw it once, right? So yeah, and once you see it and you know the twist, it's kind of not gonna hold the same kind oh, of. Oh, I know what you're gonna bring right? up, yeah. But with the twist, uh, at the for revelation, a, with the revelation, word. you know, with Arrival, there's uh, you can you can rewatch it, and you could probably watch rewatch the last twenty five or thirty five minutes yeah. of that movie and yeah. still kind of come away like, okay, I I get it, but. It There's could, still something else right. to see. It You're could also go here. Yeah. Or did I think about this correctly? Is this right? Yeah. It's just there's so many questions that you're like that. You, it's not that you're not satisfied with the movie, but there's so many ways that you can think about this film that yeah. you are just floored by what the potential is <clears> once <throat> that revelation is revealed to you. It is, and just remember, it's like I said, it's the antithesis of Independence Day. So we're not looking at we're not we're not seeing <laughs> ships flying through the air and, and laser beams shooting at each other. And things like it's that's not what welcome to earth, yeah. We're not Will Smith isn't saying welcome to earth, so just be prepared. It's it's something a little how did this movie get made when you think about it? Well, it's because like Hollywood is so franchise specific now. Well, how does does a movie like that? It's the director, director Denise uh, Villeneuve, Villeneuve, I believe he's a French director. He did a film, uh, he did several films, one called uh, Prisoners, starring Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. If you've never seen Prisoners, that is a Fantastic movie. He also did another movie with Jake Gyllenhaal called Enemy, and uh, he did uh, what was the other film he did? Oh, I can't think of it. But Prisoners is one that you definitely need to watch. Uh, that's a good one as well. But uh, whatever you do, please, if you uh, if you like heady sci-fi, and if you want something that's good repeat viewing, it's The Arrival. Uh, so uh, they did a very, very good job at that uh, on that film. Yeah, look up Denise. He spells his name D E N I S, and it's V I L L N U E V E, I believe. Anyway, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. He's uh, French. Fr- I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not really. Uh, uh, kind of on my French. He's, he's going to do Blade Runner 2049. Oh, that's right. He is doing yeah. Blade Runner. I, that's I was. Uh, Sicario. That. Sicario. That's yeah, the other one. That's Sicario the other one. about the Mexican drug trade. That's a great movie, by the way. Anywho, uh, before we get out of here, it's almost time for us to get out of here. Anybody want to touch on anything? Uh, <laughs> stop. It. Any anybody? I mean, playing, what? <laughs> anybody playing any new games? Anybody watching any new television? We haven't talked about Walking Dead in the last three weeks. Uh, hope everybody's caught up. This is the episode to talk about. Uh, I know, uh, and I. Uh, uh, should we save it or should we uh, talk about it now? I mean, we only got another maybe six or seven <laughs> minutes left. Six minutes left. Anybody? I want. missed we, it. Just wait. Um, so you guys can talk about it. It's should fine. we wait? Because I'm, I'm going to catch it anyway. <laughs> well, that, this week's that just happened was the reappearance of Negan and everything. Hour, hour and a half long episode. Yeah. Wow. Oh, All so right. you didn't see it? Then. I didn't see it either. Oh, That's what I'm we shouldn't bother talking you about it. You get to All see right. Rick look like a whipped little puppy. <laughs> you get to see Daryl look even worse. Now, this is the episode, if you, you know, the first episode of the season, you were talking about tapping out. Why? But this episode is like, okay. <laughs> Actually, I kind of muted all my favorite the, characters. The ratings so. have gotten consistently lower since the first episode. <laughs> Interesting. I was, I'm I just reading considering, how, considering like, the first episode was so, like, world-breaking, you know, record-breaking. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but it's been downhill since. Well, let's, we'll talk about that next week then. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, uh, Walking Dead. 
or the half walking dead uh we'll talk about more about the flash next week as well uh and uh uh by the way if you guys have not caught up on lethal weapon lethal weapon is the sleeper hit of the fall i think it is great um so please a lot better than i'm getting too old for this stuff oh and i just want to go on record as saying uh black mirror i was ranting and raving how good it was the last two episodes suck. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're terrible. Don't watch it. Don't uh, watch the last two episodes. Uh, the new Kevin James movie is out on Netflix if you want to watch it. The International... What's, why assassin. are we even talking about yeah, that? Yeah, wow. Okay. Why did you even... Good God. Because yeah. I like his new... What the I, hell is the matter with I, you? I like his new sitcom, Kevin Can Wait. I like that show. I got it. Keep Kevin waiting. Can, yeah, keep waiting until the, <laughs> yeah. until the next episode. Kevin, keep waiting. Yeah, you guys are Hold terrible. your breath and keep waiting for me to watch. <laughs> You guys are terrible. Uh, anyway. I'm sure he's a great guy, but no. Uh, I'm sure he is. Um, anyway, uh, pick up uh, your Force Awakens uh, special edition out on Blu-ray today uh, as well. And, um, because G loves it. <laughs> pick, pick up your copy of A New Hope 3D edition. <laughs> yeah, that piece of Starring a bunch of new actors and some of the older ones. Star Wars trash is what we call it. Uh, well, I wasn't going to go that far. That been, wow. uh, yeah, that should have been put in the... Oh, no, uh, man, you can't call it that. The, the, it had lightsabers. The Death Star dumpsters where it should have been put. Uh, there anyway. was no Death Star. Oh, well, if there was... Man, you stupid man. <laughs> um, by the way... There's a trash compactor. There is a trash compactor. Thank you. Trash compactor is what I meant. Uh, and then, of course, digital HD exclusive until December... The 15th, I think? I think it's 13th. Trash Compactor Edition. I think it's 13th. Until December 13th, Suicide Squad, both the theatrical and extended cuts, are currently available for digital HD download only. You can't right rent them, How much though. extra is extended cut? 13 <laughs> minutes. 13 minutes long. Thir- oh. You can buy is both. Is that just more words in the credits? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you can buy them. You can actually buy both uh, for. Uh, uh, you can actually buy both of them. Yeah, hey, the for light on the camera. Twenty bucks. Blinking. Yeah, because we only got three minutes left. I think. Oh, gotcha. So anyway, uh, two minutes. It's left. gonna explode. Yeah, it will explode. So uh, we are out of time, guys. Uh, please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Nerdwatch. Uh, you can also follow <laughs> us on uh, Twitter at Nerdwatch Nation. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore Nerdwatch, and follow us on YouTube at Nerdwatch Nation. That was as well. Greg's sexy voice. Uh, that was. Uh, that was my. Oh, we didn't talk about Ghost in the Shell trailer. Ghost in the Shell trailer. We'll get to that next week, too. It and, was awesome. And that semi nude outfit that Scarlett Johansson was wearing. Scar Joe, you're my favorite. Uh, anyway. That <laughs> got really creepy right there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to get too I mean, creepy. I don't want to be sitting next to you right show. now. <laughs> well, uh, we will see you guys next week right here on the Nerd Watch. <laughs> Lots more stuff to talk about. Make sure to come and visit uh, Maui Comics and Collect. Here at 333 Dairy Road in Kahului. Uh, come see the man Swan or Alika. Uh, they'll be more than happy to assist you. Or Ryan or Travis. Uh, or your, uh, all your comic book buying needs. They will be more than happy to help you. So until next week, we say to you, peace out. Much love. And most assuredly, always stay nerdy. And for Todd. And for Swan. And for Gannon. And for Foreman. And for Kai. And for Alika. And myself, G-Money. We say to you guys, Aloha! Bigly! May the force be with you, Bigly. <laughs>